Box, 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 box. Box, box, box. Box, box. Everyone, welcome to the ninth installment of Box, Box, Box. We look forward to giving you another midseason review, this time focusing on the drivers' performances uh, rather than the, you know, the favorites of the, the season so far. And we look forward to previewing the Spa, which is just an extremely exciting race. Uh, an absolute flat-out track in the hills of Belgium. It's always a great one. But without further ado, we are going to be going uh, through some of the drivers and assigning them ratings out of 100 based on their qualifying performances, their racecraft, and their raw pace. So let's just jump straight in. Um, Cheyenne, would you like to start with the Mercedes Constructor? Why don't you give us Lewis? We'll do a round of Lewis. We'll do a round of Valtteri, and then we'll debate. Or we'll see. Maybe we'll start yelling at each other as normal. Sounds fair. All right. So the way we broke it down is out of 100, as Drew said. Um, I kind of – the way I broke it down was kind of comparing one to another, and then the numbers are based off of drivers within um, their own constructor. So Lewis Hamilton, I gave him a 97 for qualification. He seems to be – uh, a character who's grinding it out and doing well, so how about it? Um, for Racecraft, 99. I think he's been showing the most experience on the track as of this point, and it's just he always gets himself out of sticky situations. Um, and finally, 98 for pace. I think uh, his raw pace is shown often when he starts at the back of the pack or starts you know, in the midfield of the pack and then just overtaking cars and overtaking cars. Um, so, yeah, that's for Louis. Should we go on to Valtteri uh, Bottas, or should we do a round of Louis? Let's get let's get a round of Lewis in. Go for it, Karun. Um, I agree with Shine on the qualifying. I think ninety-seven was good. I didn't feel giving. I, I didn't give anyone ninety-nines. Just to be frank, the highest score I gave anyone was a ninety-eight. But I gave Lewis ninety-eight on racecraft and ninety-eight on pace. Um, just because exactly what Shine said. Basically, he took the words right out of my mouth. You're dressed so dapperly. <laughs> all right rushi what do you say okay i gave my boy a 99 for qualifying <laughs> i gave my did. boy a 99 for racecraft okay and i gave and him at a 101 a 99 for raw uh, pace I'll, thank thank you for at least not dropping three um, hundreds across the board i respect <laughs> no 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 i i respect <laughs> the culture enough i know what's going on but <laughs> i i don't think i have to defend my thoughts about lewis uh on this podcast any more than I have in the past eight episodes. So I love him. Oh. I hope he gets the eighth and then I hope uh, Lando takes over from there. So <laughs> you just don't want to see Max do it. No, I do Brits. love Max. I actually Brits love forever. Max. <laughs> I do love Max. Yeah, um, I need an American driver or an Indian one. Oh, uh, yeah. yes, sir. Jahan. Daruba. Jahan. Our boy. Daruba. Can't say his last name, but our boy. <laughs> Valtteri Bottas. All right, so for Valtteri, I gave him a 92 for qualification. He, uh, you know, back in 2018, 2019, he had some pretty good pace. Um, and what the, the trend that I've seen, the reason I gave him a 92 is because he'll tend to be fastest in, like, FP1 or FP2 and then start to drop off over time. And by the time it comes to quality, he's, he's killing it in Q1, and by the time it's Q3, he's already down three or four drivers. So the progression in qualification, I think he's, it's a great uh, point. he's lacking. Um, Racecraft 88, similar situation. I was comparing 2018 about three in uh, the Mercedes, and I could see him passing, and he was he was really developing well. Um, but 
2021, last year even, that his progression up the ranks during a race has not been that great. Um, and, and for that reason, I give him a 92 for pace. He's got a great car. I mean, he, he's there. He's competitive. He's doing what Mercedes needs him to do, but um, nothing special. So that's my Valtteri take. Karun? So for me, I gave 90 racecraft and 90 pace, similar reasons to shine. I just don't, I really thought that this year would be the year that he would kind of like bare his teeth more and really like play the individual game as opposed to being like such a great team player that he is. And it's kind of weird that an F1 being a team player is like this like kind of like bittersweet thing where like you like him because he's like a nice guy, but he's just shooting himself in the foot constantly, essentially by doing that. Like, obviously, I'm exaggerating a bit, but um, I actually do think his qualifying is one of his uh, strengths. Like, he he is definitely one of the more consistent drivers in qualifying, I would say. And obviously, driving in a Merc helps with that. So, I gave him a 93 there. So, yeah. Rishi, wow. to you. You guys were very, very kind to Valtteri. Oh, you're about to destroy. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But I think I just took a harsher point of view compared for his his driver performances compared to Lewis, that's the, you know, that's the benchmark. Obviously, Lewis is a seven-time world champion, so it's a tough benchmark. But, hey, he's been in Mercedes for four years. He, I gave him an 85 for qualifying because Lewis has four or five poles this season. Valtteri has none. Uh, he's also, honestly, not started in the front grid as many times as he should have um, and hasn't, hasn't really brought it to qualifying. I think Sean brought a great point that, his weekend doesn't continuously improve like most drivers or the, the best drivers from FP1 to qualifying. There's no steady progression. If, if anything, there's a regression where he's flat out FP1 and maybe, you know, gets in his head a little bit. And then in qualifying, he doesn't quite bring it. Um, I think in years past he has, but right now he's lacking a little bit. So I have to give him an 85 for qualifying. Okay. For racecraft, 87. Uh, you know, in Imola, we, we had him battling for 10th against Williams versus his teammate was fighting for the win until he spun um, and then still came back to second. So it, it, for me, the race craft hasn't really been in there either. Normally he starts off the street, the season very strong, but we haven't really seen him battle for a win in what was the second fastest car that Lewis was battling for wins and what is arguably the fastest car now. Um, and yet have not seen him really battle for wins either. Uh, so therefore raw pace, 85 as well it, it's just tough because the benchmark is so high so you, you know if you didn't have lewis as a teammate maybe those markings would have been a bit higher but you just have to compare two drivers in the same machinery so uh i do respect him as, as a driver though and i think he does a great role as a second mercedes driver all right Chris, i know i know as the, as the red bull guy you probably want to dive straight into into max verstappen yeah, um, I'll start with quality as well. I will go, I gave him a 97 in qualifying just because um, I th- I wanted to keep him and Lewis like leveled on quality at least because I think they're both fantastic in drawing out the maximum performance on each track and like really improving on like the turn by turn like basis. Um, where they kind of differed was um, I gave... Actually, I gave both of them 98s on Racecraft um, since I right, I think they're both at the top of their game. They both do in, in absolutely crazy things, as we've seen this season, to maintain their position 
um, oftentimes very dangerous. Um, for example, mm-hmm. like uh, Max's move at Imola comes to mind. Um, the battle at Silverstone before the crash comes to mind. Like that was electric. Um, where Max does beat out Lewis for me is I gave uh, Max a 99 on pace. I lied earlier. <laughs> uh like the 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 red bulls just was so strong at the beginning of the season that like he the car was just insane okay i can i can respect it for me (laughs) i went i went 98 on qualifying so one less than lewis arguably that's just bias for me because he probably has more pole positions this year than lewis um but I'm just a Lewis fanboy, so I'm going to give him one less. In racecraft, I've given him the 97 because I see, I still see Silverstone, you know, that, that, that POV camera in the cockpit where you saw him turn, you saw Lewis adjust, and then think, nah, he'll back out and went in for it. So purely for that move, I'm giving him a 97 on racecraft, but otherwise I think he's brilliant. Where he bullied him in, in uh, Imola, the race strategy and how he pulled it off at Paul Ricard, where he pulled a Hungara ring on Lewis. Uh, brilliant. And then in raw pace, I gave him a 98. Uh, there's nothing. Uh, Max is a brilliant driver, and I can't wait for the rest of the season. So I just had to give him a little bit less markings than Lewis out of uh, total bias. I'll admit it. So, But he's right there. He is operating at full capacity. I tend to agree with you guys. I think for quality, I gave him a 98. He seems to be, uh, and for reference, I gave Lewis a 97. So in my opinion, I think that that Max is a little bit better in terms of qualifying. Um, For racecraft, though, so I gave him a 95 for racecraft for a couple of reasons. He's making small mistakes throughout the season, right? Small mistakes that you would expect a younger driver to make and reasons that I see him as a little bit less in terms of racecraft than Hamilton. Um, For instance... Uh, first race of the season, Bahrain, uh, he, you know, lost the lead and then he wasn't able, he made that critical error going outside um, on Lewis. He had, you know, four or five, a certain number of laps at the end of the race where he had the potential to, you know, really get close to Lewis and pass at the right time. But I think he was a little bit too antsy. Um, and because of that, he made that critical error that lost him the, the, the opening race of the season. Um, similarly in France, him locking up, losing the car and going wide on turn one, giving Lewis the lead. Same situation. And then and finally Silverstone. And, you know, while there's a lot of debate that it's a, it's a 50-50 situation, I think um, regardless, it can't, it's something that could have been avoided um, for one driver's, you know, one driver's actions or another. So um, for those reasons, I give him a 95. And then for Pace, I give him a 98. I mean, he's got an incredibly fast car. Every time that he has not crashed, every time his tire doesn't blow out underneath him, um, he's performed incredibly well and he's, he tends to make no mistakes. So for that, I give him a 98. Yeah, for me, the raw pace, I had to go one lower on Max for, for that season opener in Bahrain, where he clearly mm-hmm. had the faster car. Uh, whether Mercedes were sandbagging in, in preseason testing, who knows to what extent. But he clearly had the faster car, but didn't pull it off. So, mm-hmm. As far as Maybe like, it's those little nerves, mistakes you know? that you're saying he's making, I don't think he's going to stop being that aggressive. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't think sure, he's going to he come into this weekend and be like, let me be level-headed. Like He, he wants... Like not vengeance, but he he wants number one. Sure, you know, he wants. To I don't think it should. Lewis. It shouldn't impact his uh, his hunger or like his aggressiveness. I just think he there's some small mistakes that were unwarranted, which he could improve on, and that just comes sure. with time. That comes with you know 
racing against Lewis now on his field, racing against yeah. someone that's a, a seven-time world champion. Um, so, so yeah, he'll learn those things. He'll pick it up. And his teammate, so the first one who's finally, you know, lived up to a little bit of a battle against him. Uh, I was still pretty, pretty harsh, Chucko. I won't lie. Uh, <laughs> Go for it. Let's hear it. I, Racecraft, I did give him a 95. I think he's he's very smart. Like he he knows how to drive. He knows how to manage those tires. He's he's like very clever in like being that second driver, um, right? Um, and, and I still think like you know he he shows his chops when he has to, right? Like for example, Azerbaijan was a little weird one, but for example, Bahrain of last year, or was that the no, sorry secure Grand Prix? Yeah same track well different um right like he's shown that he has the capability of executing at a very high level but where he kind of struggles this year in my opinion is on the qualifying and the pace at times so i gave him an 86 in qualifying because he um like there's there's a lot of times where max is just extracting the maximum and he's not even close and i get like uh, he said five races that he won um but for that, I had to like, you know, not can't really push him above a 90 on qualifying, in my opinion. Um, and then for pace, similar story, like comparing him against Max, he's just not able to pull anything out. So I gave him an 88 there. Um, like he's getting better, but it's just not close enough to what Max can get. I mean, I'm very much on par with you. There's not much I can add to that. I, I was slightly nicer, though. I gave him an 89 in quality because uh, I think he started top four, top five every race, apart from uh, Bahrain, where he started from the pit lane due to gearbox or engine. I gave his race craft. I completely agree. Like, he still, he still got it. His tire management is brilliant. Uh, his battling on, on, on field battling is great. So I gave him a 90. And then pace... It's again, it's the benchmark of Max Verstappen that makes it really tough to judge. So I gave him 85. It's similar, it's similar to how Valtteri scores are lower. It's just really hard to, to measure up to these guys. So, yeah. so a bit lower, but he's doing great. He's killing it. And I think, I think I was a little bit nicer to him just because, uh, to me, he's always he's the face of Force India. So I just have a little soft spot for me, for him. Um, but for quality, I gave him a 92, similar reasons, as you guys said, I was a little bit nicer to him just because I think it's a little challenging to get used to the car. And I think in that period of time where you're getting acquainted with a new car, um, he performed pretty well. And I, I was pretty impressed with his qualification, um, racecraft wise, I gave him a 92. I was a little bit more generous than, than y'all because, um, you know, the last race of last season comes to mind and yes, that's last season, but I think, uh, his, raw potential of being able to to pass cars and we've seen that this season uh whether it's you know the sprint race where he spun out and, and had to start from pretty much the rear um to to really work his way through the field it's those things it's that uh, ability to pass a little hint of lewis i guess that i see is when lewis spins out and, and he has to to work through the field um that hunger that that decisiveness with which he makes passes is something that i see like 80%, 60-70% in um in Sergio. Uh, even in Bahrain yeah. of this year, he he yeah, like exactly. fell back. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think he's got a bright future ahead. New, new next half of the season to come, and I have high hopes for the men. 
he has dropped P5 behind Valtteri, but I think it'll be a great battle for fourth. I really hope Lando can secure that P3. But on mm-hmm. to the boys in red. And someone who is unanimously in all of our top three drivers of the season so far, Mr. Science. To be quite frank, my first rating is quite low. I gave him an 83 for quality because I have noted it before, but he's just not a Saturday driver. <clears throat> it's not like it's car setup or anything. It's, it's just that I don't think he can extract as much of the car as Charles can or an expert qualifier like Lewis Hamilton or Max or George can. It's, it's just not his driving ability. So he very much saves it all for Sunday where he's one of the most intelligent drivers on track. And I gave him a 91 for racecraft. And what really jumps out to me is the radio in the, at at Hungary where he was calling out all these other cars strategies from the cockpit and telling, you know, Ferrari what to do, when to pit him, if he can go long, if they should go short, if they should undercut, overcut. It was just amazing to listen to that team radio. Uh, And then I gave him a, 89 for raw pace because he's quick. He's, he's getting up to speed with that Ferrari. I will be very intrigued to see if over a season he can beat uh, Charles. And hope, I, I do hope that he can get a podium where he celebrates it on the podium. <laughs> Finally. Um, for, for Carlos, I gave him a slightly higher 86 in qualifying. I agree that he is not necessarily the best on Saturdays, but he has managed to stay in like that top six ish like area for, for the most part. There, there were a few races I think where he fell lower than that, but um, I definitely agree that Sunday is definitely his day. Um, and I gave him a 90 on racecraft and a 91 on pace. Yeah. Um, not much to add beyond what you said, Rishi. Yeah, I mean, I think the theme of the, the theme of the, the theme of the days is, is that uh, Rushi's pretty correct. I gave him a, a 89 for quality. I think that uh, maybe I was a little bit generous. I think what happened is as, as I started going down the the ranks, I started to see the disparity of um, some of the top drivers versus Mazda Spin. So then I started to realize that there has to be a, a little bit of a range. Um, but for for Carlos, I gave him an 89. You know, while he's not qualifying as well as as Charles. Um, he's still putting that car up there and it's a new car once again for him. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt in the sense that, you know, we talked about it this last podcast where he's, he's in that period of time where he's transitioning and there's a lot of pressure on him. And so I think he's doing great. I think he's dealing with that well. Um, racecraft wise, you know, I think just from his radio, I gave him a 92, just the fact that he can see ahead, he can call strategy. He's, uh, he's an intelligent driver. To me, intelligence is half the key. If you don't have the right car, at least you can be thinking ahead. And so he shows that. And so that's why I gave him a 92. We need more um, Carlos radio time. 100%. I think I'm going to turn on F1 TV and just have Carlos radio on the whole time. <laughs> um, and then next up, I gave him a 92 for pace. I think, again, that was a little bit generous considering where the Ferraris are at this point. Um, but he is putting the car in the right place. He's doing that. He's fighting the midfield battle very well. Um, you know, while I'd like to be, I'd like to see him competing neck and neck with Lando. I think that his car has the potential for it. And I think that he has the potential for it. Um, so moving forward, I hope that we start to see the rise of that. Um, but yeah, 89 quality, 92 racecraft and 92 pace. And that would be a great on track battle. Just two great young drivers with massive amounts of respect for each other. I don't think they're going to go, you know, playing bumper cars, but 
just have a brilliant, you know, yeah. like Lewis versus Max Silverstone pre-crash. There's but too much respect there. So, yeah, I agree. We're on to arguably our favorite driver, our guy. I was so kind to Charles because Charles. I, put Carlos, <laughs> I put Carlos in the top three drivers for this year so far, but my ratings for, for Charles are, are much higher. So I gave him a 97 in quality. <laughs> he has taken two poles in a Ferrari that he is also getting to grips to because it was really slow last year. And don't forget, 2019, he, he snagged nine poles and took most poles of the year in 2019. True. So he, True. he is a slept-on Saturday driver because of the bias to George Russell from all the British commentators uh, on a Saturday. <laughs> so I think, I think he, he's one of the best. Uh, I, I've actually ranked him third behind Lewis and Max for a Saturday. And, and he's I, just, I just want the podcast to, to notice that for one time in the career, in his career as a podcaster, Tarushes has put a, an Italian or someone else above a British man. No, he's two below Lewis. <laughs> the other British man. Oh, oh George Russell. Um, yes. Sure. His ratings are actually, well, his qualifying is better than Lando's. But onto Racecraft, now that I look at it, maybe it's a bit low. I gave him an 89. There's no particular reason for that, quite frankly. He led 50 uh, laps at Silverstone. Uh, what else has he done? Has he grabbed another podium in Austria? Maybe he's, you know, he only has one podium this year and that was it. Uh, and maybe that's why, yeah. you know, he only has one podium this year versus Carlos too. Even in his like rookie season though, he had some crazy like defensive maneuvers and like oh, the Monza some race. crazy overtakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I'm trying to maintain it to just the first half of 2021. But yeah, it's so hard though sometimes. Yeah. Small data. I'll give him a 92 for raw pace just extracting the max out of Ferrari whenever you can. And again, even though we have a separate qualifying bucket, because of those two, two poles, that raw pace is just, he's flying when he, when he needs to. So unfortunately, Singapore, the last street circuit got removed, but maybe they'll, oh no, is, is Jeddah a street circuit? Saudi Arabia is a street circuit, yeah. Okay, okay, nice. So, you know, hey. We'll put a hundo on a on a Charles. <laughs> I've talked about the two dollars for this weekend. <laughs> um, for Charles, I gave him a ninety-five on qualifying. Um, not quite as generous as Rushi, but uh, ninety-two on racecraft and a ninety-four on pace. I, I really do think that like the pace of the Ferrari, especially on the street circuits, he he really extracted it to the maximum and minus the crash uh in monaco that just destroyed his car um but yeah love the guy can't wait to see what he does in the second half apparently i read this article that was like ferrari has made like some insane progress on their engines so hopefully yeah. they're good at stuff beyond just street circuits yeah and if i was to say so so the viewers probably have uh, a little inkling of the fact that Charles is my favorite driver. So in my head, when our. I made this ranking, our favorite driver, of course. Uh, when I made this ranking, I had just pretended like he didn't have gearbox issues at the beginning of Monaco and had won Monaco. Um, so in that case, I gave him a 96 for quality. And that's, that, that's pretty, you know, standard across the board. He's been getting the most out of that car. And it's just incredible how he's so consistent with that. 
Um, racecraft wise, young driver, there's, you know, a lot of these young drivers have things to learn. So I gave him a 92. I think he's developing. I think he's growing. It's just been hard to kind of see that this year with where his car has been placed. Um, and then pace wise, I gave him a 95. I thought that uh, in terms, the way I kind of rated pace for him was how much performance he can extract out of the Ferrari. And I think that he is going out of his mind with that car. Um, so because of that, I gave him a 95 on pace. Totally fair. Totally flair. Fair. Uh, who wants to kick us off for McLaren? We're back to try uh, I, rotation. I could do a yeah, double header right here. Okay, cool. So we'll start with Lando, of course. Of course. Um, so I gave him a 92 for quality. You know, he's up there. He's doing great. Uh, he's had some, you know, retrospectively, if I think about it, like there's, there, uh, there's some races that are popping out where he was, you know, contending for pole position. Um, so if I was, exactly. If I was to amend this, I would say uh, I would bump it up a couple points. Just um, racecraft, I would give him a ninety. I think he's, uh, I think he's growing. I think he's doing well, but he's not really. We're seeing him in this position where it's the Mercedes and the Red Bull cars um, kind of cooking, and then he's in this this mid tier area where he's leading the, the you know, mid tier uh, cars. Um, but we're not seeing too much in terms of defense, in terms of um, uh, you know crazy battles. Uh, so because of that, I give him a 90 at racecraft. I think he's got the potential for more when it comes to that, when he comes to, to some more edge-on-edge racing. He'll be – that'll bump up. Um, and then pace-wise, I gave him a 92. I think he's uh, he's been so consistent and he's been so reliable with that car and he's putting it above the best of the rest, but he's also, um, you know, maybe not able to get to the, uh, the Mercedes Red Bull pace. So uh, because of that, eight, 92 quality. 90 racecraft, 92 pace. I'm going to jump in here and and start with, I gave him a 96 for quality and a 94 for Dang. racecraft. Uh, 96. He's a Brit, bro. Viewers, mine's a Brit bias. five points for all the Brits, okay? The Brit 96 bias. for quality purely because he was a tenth, a hundredth, a couple hundredths away from snagging pole in yeah. Austria. And that would have been legendary because Max was flying at the Red Bull ring. So purely for that, for his first front row start, a 96 in quality. And I compounded that like with a 94 in racecraft because he has consistently been the buffer between Max and Lewis and Valtteri and Checo. And to argue your point, Cheyenne, it's it's unfortunate that we can't see as much on uh, circuit battling because McLaren doesn't have the pace to battle them. But I, it's not a reason to mark him down because he can't, you know, sure. he can't ruin his race and tires battling something that's a losing cause. So mm-hmm. in my opinion, you know, again, Austria was a standout performance for him. But when he kept Lewis behind for 16 laps, uh, maybe more, uh, I have to I have to give him quite a, a high race craft rating. And I'm not going to demerit him because his quality is high uh, for, for his race craft. And then raw pace, 93. There's not much, much more to say. You know, yeah. doing a fantastic Fair. job. Yeah. I'd say I'm in a nice middle ground between the two of you. I actually just gave him 93s across the board. Um, I, I think that to your point, Shad, about like not being able to see his racecraft, I think it's because he's kind of stuck in this bubble, right, where he's usually hanging behind the uh, Mercedes and Red Bull usually. And he is far enough ahead of whoever's trying to catch up to him that there's not much competition that's really going to happen except for when he pits 
and it takes back, mm-hmm. right? So their strategy has been really good this season around Lando, I think. And we'll talk about this when we talk about Danny Rick, but like, I do think it's in fact, because like the, the team is very clearly prioritizing him. Like for example, when they switched at, what was the race? I forget um, where Danny Rick just wasn't getting the pace out of the car and they did a switch mm-hmm. and Lando just flew, right? Like things like that kind of it give twice now. It might have happened twice, which is why I can't remember the, the race. But I think there's a lot of stuff where you can't see his racecraft because the strategy is built out. So all he has to do is go out there and race as fast as he can. And there, yeah. Um, and he's kind of just like in his no man's land. Um, but yeah, that's my land take. Excellent. To Danny Rick. Struggling teammate. Who we love. We love, but hey, nice I and mine are quite tough. Yeah, I'm pretty mean. Yeah, I think this is the first one where I was like, okay, I don't feel like I'm in this wishy-washy place just assigning random numbers. Like, Danny's been underperforming. Quali, um, I gave him an 81. I was, uh, I thought that purely by, and what Sushi mentioned before, it's just like being able to compare one card to another. Um what we're seeing out of, of, of Danny Rick's cars is not what I'd like to see. Out of that number three, it's, it's not what I'd like to see. So an 81 for quality. Uh, Racecraft, again, he's very meh. He's been uh, – I can attribute it to him trying to learn the car and get acquainted with the car, sure. Um, but I'm not sure how long I can do that for. So because of that, I dropped it down a little bit up to an 84. Um, and then pace-wise, I just think on race day, when it comes to the race um, – he's being passed by Lando regularly. He is uh, not really, you know, we're seeing where Lando is and we're seeing where um, Danny is. And then we see Carlos and, and Charles just at, like on even keel. And then they're on the, the, you know, the middle in between them. Doesn't get as many points as Lando, but gets as many, but gets more points than, uh, um, than Danny Rick. Um, so I think Danny is objectively bringing down the Constructors' Championship for McLaren. I think McLaren should definitely be in the lead with the car that they have. Uh, so because of that, I gave him an 80 for pace. You were far kinder than I, and this is bearing oh. in mind, this is a man who came like third in 2013, 2014. So I gave him a 77 for quality. Similar reasons. I, I don't know the head-to-head stats, but it's going to be something like 9-2 or 10-1. And this is, mm-hmm. a, this is a race winner. So I just expect more. I gave him a 79 for racecraft. And, mm-hmm. you know, to your point that Lando's passed him and sometimes there's team orders, Lando's putting himself in such a good position to be getting the benefit from the team of team orders. Danny Rick has to be, be doing more to put himself in that position to be having yes. better races than Lando where he clearly has more pace and, and is the lead McLaren. Again, we can attribute this to him moving to this new team. But in my opinion, in Formula One, you only get a half season. If you're in Red Bull, you only get six races. So <laughs> this is it for him. Like he has a three-year contract, but I need to see much more from him the second half of the season. Also to help Lando in the battle versus Ferrari. He's he's nowhere there right now, but Carlos and Charles are really contributing together for the Ferrari effort, which is awesome to see. Uh, and and again, another reason why sciences should be rated higher. And then lastly for pace, 78. He's the one, the one 
good thing, one memory I have of Denrick this season is him keeping signs behind him in Silverstone for like 30 laps, despite signs having DRS. So otherwise it would have been lower, quite frankly. I would have given him like 74. Um, for me, I gave, we'll start with the highest one. For Racecraft, I gave him an 85. Um, when I made these rankings, I also accounted for like, my like perception of the driver not just like 2021 so um he had a good year like right now he, he i think he did pretty well um now for the bad stuff i gave him an 80 on qualifying shine pretty much covered that for pace i actually gave him a 72 just because um you can't be getting passed by your teammate in the same car and have them extract so much more pace out of it than you can that for me was just like that's a good excuse. Again, maybe he'll turn around after the break, but that's just inexcusable in my opinion. Fair enough. Enough said. Enough said about Danny Rick. Let's, uh, Sean, why, I mean, uh, Kroon, why don't you kick us off with our team? You know, our guy is Charles, but our team is Alpine. So Alpine. Let's, get, let's get straight into it. And coming off hot after a race win. Yeah, this definitely has biased my opinions. Are we are we going to go Ocon first or Alonso first? Ocon is, is uh, in the lead in the championship. Ocon is the lead. All right. Um, Ocon qualifying, I gave him an 86. Um, in, in general, I kept these kind of low. I, I don't think, like, the results were, like, consistent enough. Like, they are a pretty inconsistent car. Um, they did really well in the beginning of the season, qualifying, like, in the – between like four and six, I want to say, but then they really fell off after Portimao, I feel. Um, right. And the, the car was really struggling for the two races at in Austria. Um, I forget how they did in France, but um, I gave him an 86 there for pace. I gave him a 90 simply because of when that car is going, it is fast coming out of corners. Um, and, for racecraft i also gave him a 90 um that may have been a little higher than expected just because of his performance at the last race hey he was under pressure from a four-time world champ lap after lap so yeah no one no one will blame you for inflating that number a little bit yeah so i wasn't actually as biased for our team as you were. I gave Akon an 81 for qualifying because he had that slump of form for like five races until the chassis change where he was knocked out in Q1 twice, maybe three times. Quite frankly, he's been a bit disappointing in qualifying. I really hope he can kick on after his race momentum and and fly for the rest of the season. But he had a few Q1 ups, uh exits which is not good enough for an alpine with a Renault engine especially when there's alfa romeos and uh other other worse cars i gave his racecraft an 86 for the same reason the race win in hungara ring he did he made no mistakes against sebastian vettel but if he didn't win that race or do something spectacular i would have given his racecraft like a 79 and finally, for raw pace, I gave him an 80. I don't think he's extracting as much as Fernando is, especially in on-track battles. He's not extracting as much out of that car to 
to maybe get some overtakes or, or do some defending. And maybe that's more race craft, but you know, yeah. quite, you know, I'm trying to take the Hungara ring a little bit out of it because we all know how spectacular that was. I was trying to remember the rest of his season where he's had those Q1 exits. So, uh, but I hope, I hope he fair. continues to fly from here on out. Did you guys really pay attention to them before the Hungara ring? Because I did. <laughs> well, there was the great Fernando Alonso George Russell battle in Spain. Uh, Paul Ricard. One, yeah. Not Paul Ricard. I think it was Spain. It was the one before Silverstone. Mm. Apart from that, no. But they're my so, team. So. <laughs> our team. Sorry. Uh, for Esteban. Uh, I kind of split the split the line between you two. Um, for quality, I gave him an 84 just because, and maybe I gave him the benefit of the doubt here, but when he had that car that had um, chassis damage or whatever it was, whatever constituted the chassis change, um, before that, he was doing, he was keeping the car consistently, um, you know, around 12 to 14th place. Uh, I think for Alpine, considering all the other teams that we've talked about, considering his, uh, the driver, his uh his paired driver i think he's doing okay i think he could 100 percent be doing better and so i was a little generous racecraft wise pre hungaring i think I, he would have had a much lower score i gave him an 84 again um just because it takes a lot to be in the lead of the race for as long as he was without making a single error and i think that made me respect him tremendously um some of that is due to, to alpine our team but he he is Alpine. He's, he's he represents Alpine, our team. He is um, Alpine. He is Alonzo would like to have a word with you. Estepine Ocon. Um and then pace wise, yikes. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to bleep that one out. Um <laughs> and then for uh for pace, uh, I gave him an 80. I think that he comparatively to Alonzo is just not doing very well at all. And you know. The boys have said it all. So, yeah, 84, 84, and 80 for base. Onto that much-decorated teammate. Or were you going to say something, Karun? No, no, I was going to say onto Alonzo. Uh, and, yeah, I had him doing better than Oka. Personally, I had 92 racecraft just because that battle with Lewis was insane. Um, I did 85 for qualifying because he has been out-qualified by Oka a couple of times. And... Yeah, like his engineers have said he could have gotten Q4 or whatever, but he never actually did. Um, and then for pace, um, I also I just matched with Ocon at 90. Um, I think they both extract a similar amount of pace from the car, but um, yeah, our team. Our team, but you're far kinder. And I, I tried <laughs> to take into account that this is a man who took a two-year hiatus from the sport. So yeah. I, gave, I gave his quality in 83, two points above Ocon. He hasn't had a top five start, mm, I think. Don't take my word for it. Racecraft, right up there with you. I, the, that battle with Lewis is some of the best racing I've ever seen. So 90 for Racecraft. I also think his on-track battle with George was actually really fantastic, as much as I wanted George to get that last point. So that was a great watch. Uh, and then Pace, 83. I just expected a bit more from Alpine as a team before the team, the, the, the season started and they didn't really live up to expectations compared to a team that had two podiums or three podiums with Danny Rick last year and were competitively uh, fighting for P4s and P5s regularly. 
in quality and in the race. So maybe it's tough on Alonso because I'm calling out the team here, but I give him an 83 for pace. Completely agree. I'm on the same the same pace. Uh, not same pace. Same bar. Uh, 83 for, for pace for Alonso. Um, qual- for quality, I gave him an 85 I, for the same exact reasons. I think he's doing a little bit better um, than Esteban. And I think that he's doing well with the car. I think he... I hope Alpine as a team can do more with the car and quality. Um, so clean, just a B for him. Um, and then for racecraft, it's just like, I, I think I, it's hard for me not to get jaded with that Lewis battle. I mean, that was just incredible. And it's from, from uh, you know, the, the stonks for Alpine increased tremendously, um, not only because Ocon won the race, but because Alonso was so incredible at defending and helped, in my opinion, um, Ocon win the race. Um, so for that, I give him an 89. I think that he's a seasoned driver who has incredible experience and, um, some of it's starting to show. And I think it'll start to, you know, he'll start to show more and more throughout the season as he starts to get more familiar and more comfortable with the car. Definitely. Kroon, you want to start us off with our second boy? Pierre. Um, I actually rated Pierre pretty highly. Um, Same. I gave him a uh, what did I give him? a ninety on qualifying. Um, I think he is shown that he is really drawing the maximum out of that Alpha Tauri pretty much week in and week out. Um, I think he's made it to Q three pretty much every race, right? I, I think he's been the exception of maybe, one. Maybe I think Silverson. Yeah, Q three by a bit too. He's been like, yeah, know, it's been like a clear, five or six. Yeah, yeah. I I don't remember seeing his face with the driver at risk next to it that often. Uh, <laughs> so he he's been doing great. Um, racecraft, I kind of I, I don't know if that's this is necessarily his fault, but I give him an eighty eight there just because of the mistake at MLO where he went on the, the inter. Oh. oh, we went on the wets. Yeah, he or might, you go on the drives. Know, inters inters of the wets. No, so everyone's definitely the started enters. So I don't know if he went okay. to the wets or the dries. I think he went on the wets because his his tires started heating up too much, um, and he had to pit because of that. And and also, in Bahrain was less so his fault, but also that was a great look where he was uh, starting in P five and then had to DNF. Um, for pace, I gave an eighty eight just because the car is oftentimes right. He puts it up there during qualifying and then it just isn't able to stick with the place that he actually put it during on Saturday. Um, Sundays aren't necessarily his day um, with this car. To you, Shoy. I think I completely agree with that. And I think that theme is why I gave him the ratings that I did. I gave him a 91 for quality, 87 for racecraft, 84 for pace. I think he is completely out driving the car. I think he's a, he's a driver who's very deserving of uh, a top tier seat. Um, so for Qualia, yeah, I give him a 91 just because he's been in that, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh position pretty consistently. And that consistency speaks a lot to, um, him, his performance. Um, the ratings start to go down, I think, because of the car. So racecraft 87, um, for similar reasons, I said before, I think he's just, uh, it's a car that's not, uh, incredible at all the tracks. I think it's an all around okay car, uh, but he's doing the most that he can out of it. And he'll lose a couple of places throughout the race, but. Um, you know, in comparison to his teammate, I think he's he's doing incredible, and I think he's doing the best that that car can do. 
Um, and then pace wise, more so because of the car, less so because of, of, um, of Pierre. I think I gave him an 84. Uh, just the car currently is not where it needs to be. I think, yeah, that, that's all that has to be said about that. So I think it starts off with 91 quality because of the pure raw talent of our boy. Um, and then the, the ratings start to go lower and lower because of the car that he's in. Yeah, I mean, mine are very on par with everything that you guys have already covered. So 90 for quality, Racecraft 83, and that's honestly more of a reflection of the team for the mistakes they've made. And Pace 87. The way I saw Pace, and maybe I should have maybe thrown this in the chat earlier, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Pace being, imagine all 20 drivers in the same machinery, who would be the flat-out best? You know, take away pit stops, take away strat. That's what that's what right. I consider as pace. So that's why when I increased, uh, I don't I didn't think about you know the Alpha Tower being a bit of a weaker car there, um, but flat out pace. Pierre Gasly is quick, so I, I gave him an eighty seven there. Sure. No, I think I think that's a great point. Also, I think at some point maybe we can even discuss like constructors uh, and and their ratings because I think yeah. the way that I kind of set it up was how constructors factor into it, um, and so quality was was almost like pure. Uh, talent from the racer from the racer's perspective and then it starts to blend more into the setting that they're in the car and how the car is performing so overall so strategy yeah, as well exactly yep. yeah and it has played been part. we've we've called it out on on Gasly on Daniel because yeah. he's on the losing side of the team orders but if, if you if you gents don't object I would say let's let's fly through the next seven uh, drivers sure. And, and get onto a little bit of spa wild predictions <laughs> with the rain for Yuki. I gave him 65 racecraft, uh, 70 qualifying and 75 pace. I think he is doing a bit better than I expected for a rookie in an alpha Tauri. Um, he is just making a lot of mistakes, um, which is expected for a rookie. Sure. I gave him a 78 for quality, a 71 for racecraft, and a 78 for pace. And I hope to see more of him and Team Radio throughout the rest of the season. Yes. And the Team, the Radio. Team Radio. Splitting the difference here, 74 for quality, 70 for racecraft, 76 for pace. Uh, I think we're seeing the same theme there, so not much else to say. Sebastian Vettel, the absolute dawn. Oh. I gave him an 81 for quality, an 89 for racecraft for the Azerbaijan uh, and Hungara ring podiums, RIP, and an 82 on pace. Because I think he yeah, isn't just, quite the driver he was. He hasn't aged as a fine vintage as Lewis has. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty similar to you. I gave him an 86 on racecraft, 80 qualifying, and 84 on pace. Yeah. Can't say much more than what you've already dropped. Yeah, you know, I gave him the 84 on quality. I gave him the 90 on racecraft because he, nice. he's learning. I, I see him developing with the team, right? He's developing um, a, a good relationship, a good, a good repo with the, uh, with the team. And I think he's starting to get better and better and more confident in his car. Because um, if you listen to some of his team radio, like the, um, uh, the race in Azerbaijan, yeah, he was so the team radio was incredible. He was basically just talking about, Hey, the car is incredible. This is perfect. This is that. And, and his communication was incredible with the team. So um, loved that. I loved the, the way they kind of gel together um, for my 90 for racecraft. Uh, and then 83 for pace. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a car that's being 
revitalized. It's, you know, we'll, we'll see what's to come, but uh, not much else to say in terms of the pace of the Aston. Lance, I'm a big fan of Lance. I think he's been a bit disappointing this season, yet in qualifying, he is not losing too badly to Seb. So I gave him a 78 in quality, an 82 in racecraft, and an 81 in pace. And if it's raining in spa, my money will go towards him doing well. <laughs> <laughs> I gave Lance 80s across the board. Uh, similar Very reasons. I, I just think he's like, he is underperforming compared to what I thought he would be uh, doing this year, personally. Agreed. True. I think that's largely based on last year, right? He had a great, he had a yeah, lot of great, he had a great year last year. For me, it was 80, 81, 80 quality racecraft pace. Um, similar reasons to Karun. I think that, uh, I think he's doing well though, you know, like he, he's, um, he's getting a lot out of the car and he's showing composure. Uh, oh, I can't even imagine Azerbaijan if he didn't have that, that tire blowout. I was, I was really rooting for the guy. Um, so yeah, 80, 81, 80. On to the Williams outfit. Sean, kick it off. And you got let's to start with Latifi here because Latifi's winning oh, in the constructors. Man, that's so painful. Okay. Um, <laughs> Nikki. Oh, Nikki. Um, for her, for Quali, I gave him a 72. I think uh, he's not shown me too much. Not much else to say there. Uh, Racecraft, 76, purely because he kept it together. He, he had a great race. Uh, this last race so um you know he didn't make mistakes and that's the most you can ask for a driver from when you're when you're bottom tier team um so because of that 76 uh and then pace i give him a 72 i could have even you know gone into the 60s for this one i think he's race pace is 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 pretty slow so yeah 72 for pace yeah I'm pretty similar. I gave him a 66 qualifying, 76 racecraft, and 70 pace. Not much to add beyond what Sean has already put out. <laughs> he is my worst qualifier on paper at a 71. Damn. Mm -hmm. It's still a higher rating than what you guys gave. But yeah, I mean, come <laughs> on. You got to beat your teammate once at least. Uh, yeah. I gave him an 81 for racecraft. You're only good as, as good as your last race, and he got points and more than George. So, hey. Uh, 81 for Racecraft, and then a, I threw him a 79 for pace, but in, in hearing your guys' logic, it's well too high. Uh, so I'll, I'll go ahead and reduce that to a 68. <laughs> it's, just, it's just facts. Like He is so often just running anywhere between P20 and occasionally, if there's pit stops, P14. So expecting yep. much, much more from him. And, and if not, because we've seen the Williams perform well, right? We've seen the Williams do okay, especially in Silverson when, when, uh, in you know, George's George. hands. Exactly right. So, so there should, there is more in that car. We're seeing improvement in Williams. We're not seeing that same improvement in Nikki. Which brings us on to the boy George. George Russell. So, Mr. Saturday himself, I gave him a 93. I, that's the highest I could really, um, warrant giving uh, uh one of the lower tier uh constructors but man i think he's he's maybe one of the best qualifiers out there and when you start to see him get into q3 nothing gets nothing gets the blood moving more than than george russell on q3 on a saturday so 93 for quality 
uh, racecraft again in 86, I think, uh, you know, he's showing a lot of poise. He's showing a lot of uh, understanding of the race. I think him saying prioritize Nikki, and yes, that's been said all around the world, but I think that that really showed uh, the composure that he's had and, and also like his lack of, I need to prove that I'm the best so that I can get into the next car. I think he's really committed to the Williams name. I think he's it was really genuine. Too. Yeah, he's 100%. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So 86 on racecraft. Um, and, and well, there's not much to say about pace. I mean, the, the, the Williams is working. It's working its way up. I gave him a 78. Okay. I gave him a 97 for qualifying for getting that Williams into Q3 <laughs> a few times this season, which is behind Lewis and Max, but tied with Charles. Keep I gave him the, an the, the 87. British. I gave him uh-huh. 87 for Racecraft. Because um, he, he, he does put his feet out when he can. If he's able to battle on track, he will, he will do it. And I think a great example of that was him versus Alonso uh, mm. in Austria. I keep switching it every time we talk. I can't remember where their battle was. But in but, thinking about uh, it, I do think it was Austria. <laughs> but and also, then, like, if you, if you think about him, uh, him and Valtteri, like, the build-up to the crash, yeah. he was killing it. He was doing incredible. He was P11 at Imola, and he was doing well mm-hmm. in mixed conditions. So, for that reason, you know, again, the way I've been thinking about pace is if all these guys were in the same car, who would be the most flat-out quickest? So I gave him a 90 for pace because we know that given the right car and maybe Sakir played my mind a little here where, you know, mm. the conspiracy that he didn't have a puncture <laughs> took away his race win. Uh, so I, I threw him a 90. Save it for box, box, box after dark. <laughs> uh, not as biased as Rushi, but I gave him a 90 in qualifying. I couldn't really justify it any higher than that. Uh, 85 racecraft um, for his battle with Alonzo and 78 pace. It's a Williams. What more is there to say? I guess we thought about pace differently. Yeah. But yeah. I think we can truly fly through the rest because um, if we can touch on Spa for a good five minutes. So mm-hmm. yeah. why don't we just do the alphas together? So I'll, I'll kick it off. Kimmy. I gave him a quality racecraft pace, 78, 75, 75. Antonio, Italian Jesus, I gave him also a 78 for quality, a 77 for racecraft, and a 77 for pace. I have no idea what the stats are for their team, uh, their head-to-head. So I kind of just the numbers down. He's been, he's been out qualifying Raikkonen pretty consistently. So I gave him yeah. uh, an 81 in quality, whereas I gave 78 for, for Raikkonen. Uh, for for Jesus, I gave him a seventy six for racecraft. I gave Raikkonen an eighty one, um, and then for pace, I gave uh, Jesus seventy five and Raikkonen a seventy six. Yeah, for for qualifying, I gave Kimi seventy six, racecraft eighty two for that experience, and then pace seventy six. Um, Italian Jesus, he got an eighty two in qualifying. Like Sean said, he's been out qualifying Kimi. And then uh, 76 and a 74 in racecraft and pace. Um, it's tough to judge them. Quite they're doing frank. their best. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do think from years past, uh, Antonio's been showing a little bit more. I think he's been ramping it up a little bit. He's been doing what I wanted Valtteri to do. Um, the car I, I hope well he is. Yes. Has yes. also I, I hope he has a longer future in F1. I hope he, I hope he doesn't get cut off real quick. Because I think he yeah. has some good potential. But yeah. Should we go to America's team? 
kick us off, American boys. Uh, yeah, Rushi, come on. <laughs> uh, I gave I gave Mick an eighty four for quality because he's reached Q two in that smart car. I gave him <laughs> I gave him an eighty four for racecraft because the battle were max where they end up touching wheels, and then in raw <clears> pace, the way I've been thinking about him, I threw him a seventy seven. It's really hard to judge raw pace, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the, the key tie gave um, 65s across the board. <laughs> All right. For Schumacher, I gave him an, uh, a 65 in qualifying, an 80 in racecraft for the battles where he did show that he had some teeth, and then uh, a 50 in pace and because it's, it's not a real car. Uh, Mazepin, he just got 50s across the board. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. For, for Mickey boy, I gave him an 82 in quality, 82 in racecraft, 76 in pace for all the reasons stated before for Nikki, dude, come on, man. He, he's got a 60 in quality, a 60 in racecraft and a 55 in pace. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Boys, just before we, we do sign off, I would love to get your hottest girls. take. I would like to hear your hottest take for the upcoming race and and remember that we have potential rain coming in. So, so throw George Russell out there. top six finish. George Russell top six, okay. Love that. Uh, Lance Stroll podium. Oh, Shion, you took wow. the words out of my mouth. Wow. Easy money, easy money. Oh, I was going to go with Lance podium. I'll say... First lap pileup that takes out six cars. <laughs> oh my god! You just, and on track safety sadistic car. man. <laughs> no, but no one gets hurt, <laughs> and therefore, <laughs> therefore, we hit our on track safety car. Yes. So um, good stuff. Good stuff. Fifty dollars each sounds good. Everyone who listens, um, we greatly love and appreciate your support. This is. Box, box, box. Box, box, box. Signing out.